Hello, and welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Today, we're going to discuss a topic that was addressed in William's June monthly newsletter. When I read it, it really struck me, and I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to address this in this format as well. Now you're bringing you forward from beyond the soul, from beyond the thought forms, from beyond the ego and emotions, right into the body, into the heart and the mind, where you begin to re-experience what it's like to be creator arising through its own creation. Can you share a little bit more, William, about what it's like to be creator arising through its own creation? Yes, it's when, like right now, when we sit here, even if we were to close our eyes, some may keep them open and so forth, but for a minute, just becoming fully, thoroughly disconnected from the outside world, disconnected from a gender principle, disconnected from Fashion Week, disconnected from all of these preoccupations of unnecessary identifications with a mind, a body, functionality, shape, size, what you sound like, how you represent yourself, blah, 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 which in turn is like representing a pretend self based on all the identities that have been taken in, taken on, bought into, fed, and so forth about a self, a little self, a self that Okay, I have a male structure. Okay, I have this color hairs. I have this much education, that much education. I have one parent, two parents, three, four siblings, whatever it may be, aunts, uncles, grandparents. But right now, as we just take a breath together, disconnect from all of that. Literally put it where it belongs, which is outside of you, where we could just sit here for a moment. We have no to-dos, to-dos. We have no pressures. We have no worries, concerns, no big giant achievements to achieve. No superficial, perceptional ideals of having to keep up with the Joneses as success and so forth. Moment by moment, you're going to feel more and more sensations opening up, arising, activating, amplifying as a beautiful presence. It's full of light. It's full of energy. It is a live deity. And as you're letting everything else become further and further away, arising above all the thought forms that are thought every day called the mass collective consciousness, and rising above that, the mind will settle down. The thoughts will slow down to where it's not thought, thought, thought. Now it's thought, thought. Thought, idea, or to do, thought. And let's just for a minute take another breath, become more aware of it, I would say, but also more aware that it is outside of you and your body. It's outside of the mind, it's outside of any part of you to where it's spiraling around you, but now we're purposefully not catching the ball of the thought. We're not acting on it, reacting to it. 
to more and more, it'll slow down. Because now the sub-psyche and all those belief systems, situations, scenarios, emotions, they're phasing away. Now let's go into total, complete openness and silence. To where now you can feel that burst, that loving presence, that it's a gentleness, but a powerfulness at the same time, arising and arising, because this is really you arising. It's not the part that was identified with the mental level that says, I am a mind and a body on this planet. But now you're going beyond the identification even with the mind. And you can feel the waves of yourself, much like dropping a pebble in a pond and all the ripples. You can feel yourself in those ripples expanding and expanding. And now it goes beyond expansion into pure, clear, creator consciousness to where now you're becoming larger, more animated, more emanating, but also now. You're allowing your majesticness to come through the body, coming from you through the soul, through the emotional calibrational latticework, through the subconscious, through the conscious mind. To where now we have zero interferences. And where we really get to be right here, right now, as you, you without a definition. So it's not even bringing the definition of love, unconditional love, energy. Let's skip all definitions. Because they're all tiny little boxes that become very containing the more and more you arise. And then you outgrow one, then another, then another, to where now you just are. But now can you feel that openness, that radiance, that harmonance? To where now we get into you, because this is you as creator animating through the body before all these other colorful preoccupations took place. And now where you would say, let there be light, and so there was light. You would say, let there be a moon, and so there was a moon. But it's a presence, it's a power, a very powerful presence, but it's the real you beyond all these I like the color purple, pink, orange, green, paisley. That's all ego, mental, emotional, ego-based. Until you even go beyond that to say, you know, what do I really enjoy? Not based on what I've seen, not based on what I've heard, not based on any filtrations of any limited experiences. This is where you, as that creator omnipotence, that creator present, is opening, emanating, and permeating to where now you really get to truly experience. You get to truly expand, see everything for what it is. See it, see through it, see above it, beneath it, to the sides of it, behind it. But now, not from some limited polarized state, from a total, thorough, complete, wide openness. All right, Michael? Wonderful, William. Thank you. There's a subtlety I wanted to make sure we explored when you shared re-experience what it's like to be creator arising through its own creation. And when I read that the first time, I was wondering if it should read 
what it's like to be creator arising through your own creation. And can you talk about the difference between its own and your own? Yes. As creator, as a wholeness, as creator, the creator of heaven and earth, duality, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's like standing at the edge of the Serengeti or standing at the top of Mount Everest, Shasta, whatever it may be, and looking upon all of the creation, all of creation, from right here, looking at creation, and there's things like looking at creation, and it is good. It is divine. It is pure. It is radiant. It's very majestic. But now you as creator that was, is, and always will be a facet of the whole. And I say facet, not like another facet of a diamond and so forth. In that wholeness, before you decided to split yourself off to evolve as creator, learning about itself learning about what it can do, where it can go, learning about what it's even like to have a physical mechanism and all the way to the very cells, to the atoms, to the very fleshy tissue. Now, as we look upon from the top of these mountains, if you will, or the Serengeti uh, overseeing the pride lands and all of that, well, it's where you are, always will be, the one that created those lands, those animal kingdoms, that beauty, whatever for yourself that you perceive to be beautiful. But now we look upon beyond the self into the true beauty and majesticness of you as creator that were a part of all of this creation. There is and there isn't like an individual part. You, when you go there, you are creator, period. There is not any split cell consciousness. And you stand here overseeing all of creation. I say overseeing its majesticness, its beauty, its ecological, ecological levels. The animals do this. One animal preys on another animal. Then it goes back to the earth, full circle, and continues to evolve. That's you as creator at the top of the mountain overseeing your creation as a whole. Or even just overseeing creation as a whole. Another thing that struck me when you were talking about old energies, you mentioned that a memory is not linear, it's dimensional. So when something arises and looks like a memory, the reality is that there is still a part of you experiencing it. So I wanted to address what you mean by these aren't memories, it's dimensional. Yes, from you as creator, expressing upon, expanding upon, through the body, into and through this world of creation, there's these pieces and parts of you. Many call it like linear time. Others will call it dimensional. Others will say way back when in the dark ages and for some odd reason, and I get it, like marker-wise, it's given different numbers, different dates, different names that, in this case, it would be past lives, per se. But past lives are kind of peculiar because are they past? 
or are they current? Technically, when you go through all these fields, this is where we go beyond mental, emotional, causal, subtle fields of consciousness and esoteric fields and so forth. We go into the cause, the core, the record, and the effect from the beginning to now of you. You as that facet that split off to look back, it's kind of creator looking at creator, really, and looking back at the wholeness of oneself. And there's times where you were a part of the Catholic Church or the Spaniards and so forth that were way back when walking around in your Sathcoth robe. And maybe you went to battle. Maybe you were taken from your body and so forth. Maybe it was done by an animal, a tiger, lion, a serpent, or you fell in the well, a well that was getting water for the villagers. Well, this right here, is still just as real. That's why when I walk you into these planes and I have you look down at your form, you literally see a form. And I'll say, it's a real form and it's a shadow form. These are all levels of oneself that you are still experiencing, such as in this current expression of oneself. You may have a phobia. It could be water. It could be serpents, snakes, it could be all reptiles, it could be mammals, it could be cats, it could be dogs, it could even be phobias against having the approval or not having the approval of your superiors in your jobs, as if your life depended on it. Well, these are phobias that go all the way back to that incarnational realm that I was sharing, where if you made one blooper, you were flogged, or you were ostracized, or you were removed from the planet. Or if you were consumed by another carnivore, but there are still parts of you that are still in these multidimensional planes of existence where you became stuck right there. These parts of you called soul fragmentations that were stuck right there through those planes of existence, through those planes that are just as real now as they were when they were originally playing out, which kind of exposes the whole perception and the illusion of perceptional time, because it's interesting, right? You, as, let's just say, a star system within yourself through the Akashic Records and the soul level of consciousness that are still attempting to reconcile those parts of yourself, to bring those parts of yourself back right here, right now, to this current not based in time, but this current pinpoint of expression you call the human physicality, the human deity, and so forth. And this is why you act-react. Some, you lose consciousness, you get scattered in all the action-reaction, but this is why. Or someone that you know and you love, but you've never met. You just know and you know, love them, same thing applies. And every time I hear more of the sort of complexity of who we are. It's just fascinating. And and all the judgments we've made about ourselves when (laughs) there's so many reasons why things are why they are for any one of us uniquely, individually. And the fact that you're bringing this up as dimensionally, it doesn't really matter right now where it came from. There's just now the opportunity 
to move beyond it so you can experience more and more of your creator consciousness. Yes, and there's another part to it, Michael. There's the part where you see something occur from the outside in the outside world. And it's so interesting, right? It could be someone running over a kid or a hit and run or someone taking someone out in an alley or parents at the grocery store with their children. Their children are all climbing up and down the shelves on the aisles, on and on and on. It's so easy, isn't it, to, not for you, you, but for the mental, emotional, egoic structure. It's so odd how quick it is to watch how it goes straight into judgment. The reason I brought this up is because now you rush right into judgment, but the irony is that through these dimensional planes, most likely, especially the the situation that really triggered you now, you go back to recollect these soul fragmentations and particles of oneself to where you see that your children may have ticked off the queen or the king at times. They may have went and taken this and stolen that. And there may have been times that by your not being present or paying attention, something happened to your offspring. They left the planet or were maimed, harmed whatever it may be, but it's so interesting, right? How quick through this pinpoint of expression of yourself, how those judgments get casted because that's the ego wanting to perceive itself to be more than another. That also goes through what I call the Enlightenment Olympics, that I'm further along than you. I'm the all-knowingness and you're going to be my followers. Trying to relive the whole disciple thing. But it's interesting, right? How Many have issues with this when they want to come across as the next beautiful angelic way shower incarnate, but they all so often forget. And it's kind of humorous. They forget how they're trying to put themselves up here and putting everyone down there, down there. But then again, when you look at it through dimensional eyes, you are those tier ones looking back at yourself up there and down here. So That's why there's been that huge wave at times of bipolar. There's a gratitude, and then there's the acknowledgments, but then there's the um, forgiveness levels. But when when you go into forgiveness, it's interesting. We're not forgiving your mom. We're not forgiving your dad. We're not forgiving society. We're not forgiving the church, popes, you know, cardinals, whatever, whatever. It all comes back full circle to where you're forgiving those parts of yourself that had been in those situations as soul fragmentations, and you're welcoming the rest of yourself here now, which brings us back to the heart level beyond the soul level, because the heart level, it's not just about, okay, let's love and hand up flowers at an airport and get funny haircuts. It's true forgiveness is forgiving in releasing these parts of yourself from judgment to where you can reclaim these particles of oneself and then coming back through the heart, which is, no matter how we look at it, it's not the solar plexus where you enter the body and went into carnality. 
It's not your third eye, where in your mind, a sub-psyche where you went into judging everyone and everything and trying to find your own balance of survival and safety. It would go right back to the heart because that is the core of all that is to where it's you as creator right there. No mental, emotional, anxiety agendas of what has to be, when it has to be, where it has to be. But it's truly that pure essence of oneself beyond a particular tiny facet of a self called a mental, emotional, egoic structure. To where now we're going into all that is that sees every dear one as the beautiful facets of creator. And you can see right through them. You see right into their heart, all that light, some more dim, some more shiny, some more lit up, some more trying to be hidden away underneath the brass ego for, once again, its own personal, unique perception of survival. But it's so interesting when we can see the light within everything and everyone, that's when you know you're free. And that's when you know that no other facet, no other soul fragmentation of a cell is threatenable because you're not threatenable. Isn't that awesome, Michael? It's fantastic. It's wonderful, William. Thank you. We wish you the happiest of new seasons, new openings, and dancing in the enjoyment of Creator arising through its own creation. Thank you, William, and thank you for joining us. Click subscribe to hear future episodes of The Relevance of Now. Namaste. Namaste and have a blast. Mm -hmm.